Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. An Aberration of Trust by Urban Legend 555 Catherine nervously paced the green carpet in front of the window. He knew she didn't like him picking her up at the apartment. She'd pleaded with him to meet her in the parking lot at the supermarket, but he just ignored her suggestion. Now she waited, hoping some neighbor wouldn't be looking out the window when she got into his car. That's all she needed, to have tongues wagging. The click-click of her high heels rattled across the terrazzo floor as she crossed the lobby and headed toward his car. He was slouched behind the wheel with that smug smile she hated. Ian was an arrogant man with a superior attitude that put most people off. But he was her boss and that complicated everything. At first, she had been flattered. He obviously liked her. That is, he liked her looks. She was used to guys checking her out, but Ian couldn't keep his eyes off of her. Even in the job interview it had been obvious. But she wanted the job. It was more money and closer to home. Ian had made the decision easy by offering to start her at the top rate in light of her experience. For the first couple of months she worked very hard learning the office routine. The other ladies were older, career civil servants, who looked at Catherine's youthful beauty with suspicion. It was not lost on them that Ian favored her with plum assignments and extra attention. Their resentment of her grew as Ian's infatuation became more obvious. More long, closed-door conversations followed to fuel the rumors and, as it turned out, to feed Ian's swelling ego. He was quite aware of the talk in the office. His own cronies kidded him about her, and he enjoyed their speculation. Encouraged it even. They all had stories of how her tits bounced when she walked in high heels or of some glimpse of thigh they had when she rolled her chair back from her desk. But Ian's stories were the best. He embellished them to maintain the impression of having the inside track with her. Their private conversations were a forum for him to complain about his marriage, his wife's coldness, and his abject unhappiness. He lauded her as a confidant and shared more and more of his deepest secrets with her. She was touched by his outpouring, and she responded with the kind of warm compassion he hoped for. They began to meet for coffee in the evenings after Michael had gone back to work on the 4-12 to 12 shift. She'd walk a few blocks to the supermarket, and he'd wait for her there in the parking lot. After nearly running into a fellow worker in what they thought was an out-of-the-way cafe, they began to go for long drives instead of risking the chance of being seen. The disclosures he made were even more intimate in the privacy of his car, and he found a secluded place to park behind a school where they couldn't be seen from the road. He discussed his wife's lack of responsiveness and encouraged Catherine to reveal more of her sex life by way of comparison. She, not wanting to appear as asexual as Ian's wife, nonetheless answered his questions, her face flaming. It is so important for me to have you to talk to, he avowed fervently. His voice cracked with emotion as he leaned over and kissed her on the cheek. 
It was an emotional moment, and she squeezed his hand with reassurance. Thank you, he whispered and kissed her lightly on the mouth. Catherine's thoughts flooded with guilt but she didn't move away. Drawn to his vulnerability, she let his suffering excuse the minor dent to her marriage vows. His mouth closed on hers once more, and this time his tongue urged her lips apart. She tried to pull back but his hand found the nape of her neck, and he held her in place. A deep moan marked her guilt-ridden response to the intrusion. Her arms reached up to ease him away but the pressure of his mouth pinned her back against the seat. Bewildered by his aggressiveness, and overwhelmed by his insistence she timidly accepted his tongue. He hovered over her using his weight to immobilize her against the backrest. His hand found her breast, and she whined struggling to free to free her arms and stop the progress of his hands. He tugged roughly at her blouse and the buttons didn't hold, and his hand easily slipped under her bra cupping and squeezing the nubile flesh. She heard herself faintly say no but there was no stopping him. Frustrated by the buttons, he tugged the blouse over her head. Take this off. He ordered and afraid that he would tear her bra, she reached behind and undid the hooks herself. Oh, those tits, he moaned, burying his face in their resilience. Those gorgeous tits. She stroked the nape of his neck as he sucked and licked her nipples. Half lying, half sitting on the seat she slid sideways until her back wedged against the passenger door. Her skirt rode up when she adjusted her position and her hand went automatically to tug it back down. But Ian's hand was there first pushing it higher, finding the bare skin above the welt of her nylons. His fingers hooked in the crotch of her panties and as she struggled to sit up the material began to tear. No! You're ripping them, she whimpered. But Ian wouldn't relent. You're going to tear them, she complained again. Then take them off, was his reply. She tried to sit up but his weight and the angle made her fall back. His free hand crept underneath her until he found the waistband and pulled the back down over her bottom. The cool leather seat felt obscene against her skin as her skirt bunched around her waist. Only her garters and stockings remained in place, and they seemed to accentuate her near nakedness. Ian! She whined. Ian! We can't do this! Come on, Catherine! You know that I need it. Please. You're such a cock-teaser. Open your legs and let me have a few moments of pleasure. No one will ever know. A smothering guilt tormented Catherine's thoughts, muting her logic and reason. Anguish over the word cock-teaser blurred the right or the wrong of the moment, and she clung to Ian. His hands continued her panties onto her thighs and she knew that any protest now would be futile and artificial. He told her to pull her legs up and slip them the rest of the way off. With a sob she whisked them down and off her ankles. Her face felt hot, and her heart pounded furiously when she felt him move up on the seat. Open your legs and show me what you've got. He barked it like an order, and Catherine felt bewildered by his harshness. She was slow responding and he pressed her knees apart with his palms. A cynical, triumphant smile, devoid of warmth, delighted his face while he examined her. I told them you'd have a lot of cunt hair, he snickered. Told who? She wailed, embarrassed and horrified by his comment. Incredulous, he sneered at her naivite. You're not surprised that guys talk, are you? You're not that much of a Pollyanna, are you? About that? She squeaked in disbelief. You talked about that. About everything, he continued. 
Devastated by his omission, she turned her head and closed her eyes trying to block the image of him looming over her. He was wedged between her thighs and she could do little but await the inevitable. His fingers traced her sex before easily slipping into the wetness. Oh baby. You're ready, he chuckled. You got a nice wet cunt. His middle finger probed deeply mimicking the in and out of intercourse and urging her to fuck baby. Fuck my hand. She heard him ruck his trousers down and felt his hot penis brush her belly. In a scornful tone, he insisted she open her eyes. And see what you're going to get. Then, leaning back on his haunches he stroked his uncircumcised cock pulling the foreskin back to reveal the almost purple head. Touch it, he insisted. Feel my cock. He guided her hand into contact and wrapped her fingers around the shaft, moving them up and down use your other hand and play with my balls. A gridlock of emotions fused lust and fear with guilt and utter disbelief at what was happening. He brushed her hands away and pressed his cock against her. She felt his fingers encircle her bottom and pull her hips toward him before her traitorous opening welcomed his rampant flesh. The car rocked with the frenzy of his thrusts. Catherine's breath came in little grunts squeezed from her on every stroke. When he was close, she pleaded with him not to come inside her. But that seemed to inflame his passion more. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. He groaned, pushing himself as far in as he could. He shook with the throes of pleasure, expelling his seed deep in her belly while Catherine wailed in protest. The car was silent then, but for their labored breathing. Ian's weight pinned her to the seat. His legs felt damp and clammy between hers and she wanted to get up. She was upset that he would risk getting her pregnant and mortified that he had discussed her with the other guys. Let me up, she whispered, pushing lightly on his chest. He stirred raising himself on his arms and looking at where their bodies became one. You're a good piece of ass, he smirked. I knew you would be. Please. Don't tell anyone about this, she begged. He snickered at the deep concern in her voice. Yeah. They'd all want some if I did. Promise me. Please. Don't tell anyone. He didn't answer, but slouched back against the driver's door and stretched his legs out along the seat. She sat up and he pulled her over on top of him. Get up on your knees, he directed, and she awkwardly maneuvered her legs under her. His hand on the back of her head made it clear what was next. She resisted, and he raised the stakes with you want this to be our little secret, don't you? Tears welled in her eyes and splashed their salty drops onto his belly as she gave in to what he wanted. He was only semi-hard and the taste of their sex was all over him. Lick it clean now, baby, he chortled. Lots of tongue. That's what I like. Catherine's pretty mouth worked all around his cock. She was glad he had already come. No one had ever ejaculated in her mouth, and the thought revolted her. He took her by the shoulders and shook her gently while she sucked him. I love the way your tits jiggle, he laughed. Big tits, big cunt, and a big beautiful mouth, he teased. Your husband is a lucky guy. The mention of Michael brought more tears. Catherine moved her mouth more quickly, anxious to finish and go home. Ian's cynical bearing wounded her deepening the sense of betrayal she felt from him, and for herself. Kiss it, he ordered. Kiss it and say thank you. She pecked it lightly and whispered thank you, hoping it signaled an end to the tawdry aberration. No. Kiss it nicely, her admonished, holding her head down against his flesh. 
kiss my nuts and say thank you for fucking me so well. The tears ran freely down her cheeks. Too distraught to do otherwise, she cradled his balls and whispered the degrading words. He let her rearrange her disheveled clothes and put her bra and blouse back on. But when she reached for her panties he stayed her hand and took them from her. I'll keep these, he grinned, holding them out of her reach. They're all wet from your pussy, he teased. I wouldn't want you to catch a cold. Her panicky protests brought only his patronizing sneer before he stuffed them in his pocket and started the car. The drive back was silent, each thinking their own thoughts. Ian, smug and triumphant. Catherine, distraught at having let things get so out of hand. Parked on the street near the apartment, she begged him one more time for her panties. Really? You want them back? He teased. Pull up your skirt then, and show me you don't have any on. She whined her frustration at his juvenile ploy, but when he refused to budge she raised the hem when it was apparent there was no choice. Right up. Open your legs and show me my new plaything, he snickered. It was too much for her to bear, and she bolted from his car and hurried along across the street to the apartment. The next few days at work were very difficult. Catherine had made up her mind not to see Ian anymore, but when she told him it was over he laughed. Before I say it's over, it's not over. Catherine shrugged and slid the envelope with her resignation across the desk and informed him that she was quitting. Not until I say you are, he mocked, imitating her mannerisms. I can't work here, for you, anymore, she murmured emotionally. You can't work anywhere else, he countered. I can see to that. She sat with her eyes lowered, twisting her lace handkerchief through her fingers. It was a mistake, she pleaded. We never should have. Did you tell Michael what you did? He shot back cruelly. No, she whined, deeply distressed with his lack of understanding of her situation. Why didn't you tell him? He can't find out. She wept miserably while he sat smugly behind his desk and watched until she was able to bring herself under control. You're going to be a busy lady, he chided, keeping everybody happy. Ian! I can't do this anymore, she declared emphatically. What color are your panties today? he asked, sloughing off her objection. He reached into the desk and dropped the ones from the night before onto his blotter. She watched in mortification as he spread them out. Would Michael recognize these? he tormented. He pressed them to his nose and inhaled deeply. Would he recognize your smell? He leaned back in his chair sneering at her discomfort and reveling in her fear of discovery. Take your panties off, Catherine, and put them here on my desk. I want to see what color a woman chooses the day after she cheats on her husband, please. Ian, she searched his face for some shred of decency. Get them off, he grinned maliciously. It amused him then to watch her discreetly reach under her skirt one side at a time and shimmy the garment down being careful to hide her private parts and maintain as much modesty as she could. Now pull your dress up and show me, he persisted. He got up then and locked the door. Fear that they would be detected or even suspected raised her to near panic. The other clerks were at their desks only feet away. She wanted to scream at him, shout her refusal, and storm from the office but the price was certain discovery and abject humiliation. Please don't make me, she implored as he approached. Don't make you what? He snorted. Pull up my dress. You're not just going to pull it up, he grinned. You missed your chance at that.
Now you're going to take it right off. She covered her face with her hands and he tugged her to her feet. You want to keep this private? Get the fucking thing off. Now, he demanded. Catherine's legs felt weak standing before him in only her brow. Her face flamed with the shame she felt when he motioned for her to take that off too. Obediently, she reached behind and released the bra's hooks. Free from their binding support her breasts rolled from the cups and bob against her chest. Her nipples sprang to life under his cold stare. He seemed to enjoy her discomfort and taunted her with body remarks. Embarrassed beyond words and trying to end the humiliation quickly she gave him what he wanted, parading up and down in front of his desk on command. She self-consciously she shimmied her breasts and showed her behind when he demanded that. Like a chattel for auction, she stood while he felt between her legs and quaked with shame when he made fun of her wetness. Put your dress back on and get back out there and work, he snapped. I'll pick you up at your place, Thursday, after your trusting little husband goes back to work. She bit her lip to hold back the tears when he again made her leave her underwear behind in the drawer of his credenza. It felt like everyone would know that she didn't have any on. She walked carefully back to her desk trying not to let her breasts jiggle and keeping her hands in front of her in a posture she hoped made her look busy. No. Thank you. It's nothing really, Catherine blurted, anxious to be left alone. But Mog wasn't about to let it go at that and she ran her fingers lightly between Catherine's shoulder blades in a gesture of concerned familiarity. Catherine jumped and then quickly pressed back in her chair hoping that Marg had not noticed she was braless under her blouse. Once again Marg leaned in close and hissed gleefully into Catherine's ear you have a button undone dear. She grinned, Catherine whispered thank you, and refastened the middle button forgotten in her haste to get out of Ian's office. She looked at Marg, her eyes pleading with the older woman to just let her be. But the smug, knowing smile beaming back told her that was unlikely. Had Catherine not been quite so guileless she might have thought that the woman was aware of what their boss had been putting her through. Marg was Ian's spy in the office and did seem to know a lot more about what was going on than someone in her position should. Ian spent the next two days including Thursday at a seminar with Don from Purchasing and Armand from Human Resources. It was a relief that he was out of the office. A relief, that is, until Catherine's thoughts lodged back on his comment from the car. You're not surprised that guys talk, are you? The words kept ricocheting in her mind until they became a near obsession. She fretted constantly about Ian and the other two away together with all that time to talk. In her paranoia, she imagined Ian telling them every detail of what she had done. A fresh flutter went through her stomach when she remembered he'd admitted they'd even speculated about her pubic hair, something she was extremely sensitive about. Despair welled in her throat when she realized that Ian might be sharing her intimate secrets with his buddies at that very moment. A month ago the thought would never have crossed her mind. But now, she no longer trusted him. The idea that he could be talking about her was deeply embarrassing and she couldn't rid herself of the thought. Yet, the realization that there was nothing at all that she could do about it somehow had ripples of sensation quaking in Catherine's belly. Michael was tired. He ate quickly and quietly, glancing frequently at the kitchen clock lest he be late. Thirty minutes was a short dinner break even when he lived right near the plant. Catherine picked at her food trying to make small talk to hide the apprehension that welled within her. Ian would be prompt. He always was. It meant that Michael needed to get out of there, 
and go back to work promptly too. She worried that Michael would see his car across the street if he was sitting out there early, or that a neighbor might see her get into the car with him and put two and two together. She watched her husband, anxiously wanting him to finish his supper and head back to work before Ian arrived, but at the same time wanting the clock to slow and stave off what would inevitably begin as soon as he left. Michael kissed her at the door, patting her on her behind possessively, and whispered I'll be late babe. We're stuck there until 3 a.m. getting the damned issue out. There was no one on the street when she ducked into the front seat of Ian's car, and he wasted no time pulling away from the curb and away from the building. He took a different route out of the complex, and unexpectedly turned left when he came to the first lights. They were almost to his house when Catherine realized that's where they were going and she asked. Pat's away at the cottage with the kids. We'll have the house to ourselves, he replied dragging his hand along her leg and moving the gray pleated skirt higher. The door had scarcely closed when Ian took her in his arms. With a cursory peck on the forehead he began to remove her clothes. She was quiet, passive, not wanting what was happening but afraid of the consequences of incurring his anger. She let him unzip her skirt and stepped out of it when he told her to lift her foot. He was impatient when he attacked the buttons on her top, and she took over rather than have him ruin another blouse. He watched with an amused look as she skimmed the pale pink panties down over her hips and legs. She reached out for him then, thinking it was enough and knowing he liked her in her garters and stockings. But he stopped her and told her he wanted everything off. She rolled the stockings down her lovely legs and took off the lacy suspender belt while he watched with the barely concealed egotism of a master puppeteer. She sat on the couch but he took her by the hand pulling her up and led her toward the stairs. She paused to try to pick up her clothes but he told her curtly to leave them and she did. He steered her, naked and uncomfortable, up the carpeted stairs to a back bedroom where he pushed her down onto the bed. She watched as he wordlessly took off his trousers and folded them over the back of a chair. Did he fuck you last night? He asked impudently, watching her begin to blush as he deliberately embarrassed her. Flustered by the insensitive way he pried into her private life, she shook her head no, not wanting to encourage his intrusion by verbalizing an answer. When was the last time? He persisted. Ian, She whined. Tell me. Or would you rather I asked Michael myself? He pressed, his eyes glittering coldly. She looked at him quizzically, wondering how anyone could be so unfeelingly callous. He was a vile contaminant, befouling the sanctity of her marriage. The gloating superiority on his face made her even question what she ever saw in him. I want you to start keeping a journal, he chided. You need to start remembering who you're putting out for. It's only you and my husband— Catherine snapped impatiently. I don't need a journal to remember that. Write it out, he insisted. I want you to start writing it down. Who? Where? When? And especially what you did. He walked over to her then, slapping his semi-erect penis against her cheek and her chin. A prime piece of ass like you can attract a lot of cock, he grinned. I just want to know how much you're getting and from who. Anxious to end his insidious probing into her private sexual relations with her husband, she opened her mouth to let him push inside. He held up his shirt tail so he could watch her oral performance, and she didn't disappoint. Her head captured his cock and began to suck. Can you taste Pat on there? He teased causing her to close her eyes in disgust. 
After a few minutes he crawled between her legs and took her. There was no attempt to prepare her, no pretext of foreplay. Her needs were of no concern, only her capacity to give pleasure. He propped himself up on his hands so he could look between their bodies and watch himself sliding in and out of her. Come on you lazy little bitch, he urged move that cunt. Let me see you fuck like the whore you really are. His words cut through her consciousness and crushed her self-esteem. Her hips responded reflexively while her eyes filled with tears. Devastated by the change in his attitude toward her she tried to do what he wanted hoping to satisfy him and have the ordeal over. The sound of her wet flesh slapping against him and her labored breathing galled her as much as it pleased him. Abruptly then, he pulled out of her leaving her panting on the bed while he padded down the carpeted hall. She waited there catching her breath, thinking he had gone to the bathroom. When ten minutes passed and he still hadn't returned Catherine got up and made her way back to the living room to retrieve her discarded clothes. They were nowhere to be seen, but their grinning at her from the couch were Armand and Don. She heard herself yelp in surprise and stumbled numbly towards the doorway. But Ian was there blocking her way and before she could react or cover herself a camera flashed illuminating her nakedness. Ian's arms encircled her from the back, his hands cupping her breasts and roaming over her stomach while Don took shot after shot. Please, let me go. Catherine wailed repeatedly until Ian suddenly released her and pushed her into the center of the room. Do you really want to go, Catherine? Yes, she wept loudly. Would you like me to call Michael to come and get you? No. Please. You have to stop this. She wailed. Ian stepped in close beside her and put his arm around her shoulders while she cowered against him trying to shield her nakedness from the others. She sobbed heavily against his chest and her stroked her hair. So you'd like to stay after all and have us keep your secret? Armand reached out and ran his fingers over the curve of her belly. Come on, Catherine. You already fucked Ian upstairs. Better to fuck us too than fuck up your life. Your husband doesn't even have to find out. They pulled her down onto the carpet on her back pushing her legs apart, and Armand pinioned her hands above her head. Don had full access to her youthful breasts kissing and licking her bare skin, working his way down to her squirming belly while Ian gleefully captured the details on his camcorder. Every neuron in Catherine's lovely body seemed electrified with a deep and desperate shame. When Don's fingers raked through her maiden hair she stiffened at his touch and cried out in mortification. She's soaking wet. Don crowed triumphantly. The little bitch is hot and she wants it. Catherine groaned when his mouth pressed against her sex and again when he stuck his tongue deep into her fro. The shame of her body's response roiled with a fear that Don might be right. The vulgar names that Ian called her and her very presence there naked in his house planted doubt that seeped through her psyche and pooled low in her naked loins. She was helpless to stop what they were doing, and the will to resist waned in the face of futility. She whimpered when his gently sucking lips encircled her clit playing with the sensitive nubbin, licking in circles then sucking it into his mouth to lash it with his tongue. Catherine squirmed out of a fading loyalty to her husband trying to half-heartedly to get away from the relentlessly sucking mouth. Her hips flailed and flexed against him, rising up and bucking. Then again, and again, until her own rhythm was unmistakable and her whining protests turned to moans of indulgence. Hey hey, 
She likes that, Armand chortled as Don expertly tongued all around her clitoris. He held her behind the knees folding her legs back and splayed wide granting him unrestricted access to her secret place. Her head lolled from side to side in a fevered counterpoint to the pulsing of her belly. Her breath came in hisses as she got close. It was an anguish of pure pleasure that wrenched a series of sharp cries from her heaving chest. Catherine came impressively, giving herself utterly and completely to the tantalizing licks and sucks of her tormentor. Released from the burden and responsibility of choice, she tumbled easily into the rich sensations. Her fingers latticed the nape of Don's neck, and she rocked her hips high off the carpet coveting each silken stroke of his tongue. Her moans of gratification filled the room surprising and delighting her captors with the fervor of her abandon. Unexpected but implicit in the supplicating rhythm of her loins was the license for them to go further, to use her without censure or condemnation. She fell back panting and exhausted pleading with Don for a moment to rest. She felt limp. Physically drained by the intensity of her orgasm and emotionally drained, she let herself be eased into a kneeling position. Armand had already removed his trousers and Ian had positioned his video camera on a tripod when it occurred to Catherine what they were doing. No. I can't, she protested. Armand stepped close in front of her and put his hand behind her head. Come on, babe. You know what to do. Ian says you give great head. His cock grazed her cheek and he pressed her face to his scrotum. Kiss the jewels, he exhorted. No. Please. I can't. This was a mistake. It's against my will, she pleaded feebly. The comment brought snickers from the three men. No one will ever believe that after they see the tape of you coming, Don declared. Panic squeezed her voice into an imploring squeak. You can't let anyone see that. That depends on you, Catherine, Armand smiled, and using your mouth for more than talking. Keep us happy and we'll keep your secret. He pushed into her mouth then and for a few minutes she did what he wanted. Armand rocked in and out of her pretty mouth keeping her hair back off her face so the camera could recognize her. When he ordered her to play with my nuts, her hand cupped and fondled him obediently. But when she felt his cock begin to pulse and twitch in her mouth she pulled back. I can't. Finish you, she bargained I can't do that. What? Armand asked incredulously. You never let your husband come in your mouth? Ian snorted. No. I never have, she admitted, again stung by the mention of her husband. Well, you're about to change your ways, Armand promised. And get your first taste. The first of many, Ian echoed. Armand laced his fingers into Catherine's hair and pulled her into his crotch. Come on, baby, I've dreamed of tickling your tonsils with with my cock for weeks. I want you to look at me the whole time so I can enjoy watching that lovely mouth of yours suck me dry. Open wide just like your French kissing Michael at home in your own bed. He pushed past her lips and grinned as his thrust choked off her protests. She gagged as he pushed to the back of her throat. Her eyes opened wide at the first spurt, and she choked as he pushed in deep. He pulled back a little and held her tightly while he filled her mouth with his seed. His thumb rested on her throat and he kept repeating don't swallow, don't swallow, until his cock gave a final twitch and he withdrew. Turning her face to the camera he said open wide now and show us what you got in there. Humiliated beyond comprehension Catherine opened her cum-filled mouth to the camera and the murmured gloating of the three men. 
Catherine's mouth felt pummeled. Her knees were sore from the carpet and her jaws ached. It was a relief when Don wanted her on her back. Each flash of the camera incited a fresh sense of nakedness renewing her wetness. Every flicker of the video counter drew her further into the web of their control. Their uncompromising sexual demands filled her with a sensation of lewdness that she had never experienced before. She fucked the three of them, responding to their every whim, even talking dirty when Ian prompted her to beg for it on tape. Just when she began to think there was nothing else they could demand of her, she was on her knees again, face down resting on the carpet with bottom raised. Her buttocks clamped shut when Don's finger traced over her anus. Oh no, she pleaded. Not my bum. Please. His knees held hers apart nudging them out as wide as she could manage. He pressed down on her back rubbing her nipples into the carpet and raising her bum higher. He dipped his finger in the pool of wetness between her legs and then pushed it into her anus to the first knuckle. She whimpered loudly in protest and tried to wriggle away from it but he held her fast. Armand tried to slide in front of her to use her mouth again, but Ian moved him aside. I want to get her face on camera when he fucks her ass. Oh, please not my ass. I've never done it that way, Catherine petitioned fearfully. It's your night for firsts, Don chuckled without a shred of sympathy. Armand held her wrists tight and Don controlled her hips, pulling her back against his thighs and letting her feel his rampant cock probe between her bottom cheeks. Catherine's fearful squeal announced his imminent entry, and the hiss of her breath confirmed his steady progress. She pushed up onto all fours rigid with apprehension. She squealed as his thick cock forced its way past her sphincter, and it stretched painfully to accommodate him. Don's hands clamped her shapely hips in place and forced her buttocks back against him. It hurts, she gasped through fresh tears and behind the camera she heard Ian chuckle. It's okay. We don't mind if it hurts. Just relax your bum. Relax and enjoy it. Relax, Don soothed. His hands reached underneath and found her swaying breasts holding them like handles to steer her movement. Tight, he snorted appreciatively, more to the others than to her. Move your ass now, baby. Start fucking. And she rocked tentatively the burning in her buha m hole easing a little as she started to adjust to the intrusion in her passage. She looked into the camera when Ian told her to and mouthed the words thank you when he insisted. It was almost midnight when they dropped her off at her apartment. Ian had claimed that he was tired and sloughed off driving her home on the other two. Catherine didn't care. She huddled in the corner of the back seat wanting nothing more than the bath of hot soapy water that awaited her upstairs. She carried her heels in her hand her stockingless feet slapping softly on the concrete as she hurried up the walk toward the safety and comfort of home. The End